Welcome to the I Come With Baggage podcast. I'm your host, Crystal L. Bass. This podcast is a collection of candid conversations that unpacks the baggage of our guests to see what has anchored them to success in their fields. We all come with baggage, but now it's time to heal. Get ready because it gets real. This is the I Come With Baggage podcast. What up, bro? There we go. What's up, sis? Yours is looking real funky. Okay, it's getting a little better. Getting a little better. Oh, God. Is it the internet or? Yeah, it might be because I'm in HD and you're not in HD. (laughs) So it might be your your connection. You want me to try to sign to the Wi-Fi and come back? I don't know. I mean, because it's okay. It's okay. Let's, let's, right. let's make it do what it do. I don't look like I got cerebral palsy, right? <laughs> no, no okay. my Leo brother. It doesn't look like that. <laughs> well, welcome. I'm so happy to see you. I'm happy to see you as well. You said you're back in NYC? Yes, I'm back in New York. All right, well, listen, so, so you know, I start off with my same spiel. Every single week, I come with baggage. is a spinoff to... Uh, the fly travel line. So I come with baggage, uh, literally and figuratively. I love to travel. So it's my biggest form of self-care. So I carry all my baggage with me, the baggage of being a felon, the baggage of being a teen mom, the baggage of being kidnapped at gunpoint, (laughs) the baggage of being accused of murder. So I got a lot of baggage. We're going to see if you can top any of that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm never trying to compete with that. Um. <laughs> no, you know what I'm just trying to get you to do? I'm just trying to get you to, you know, get a people to business and tell them what it is and make it do what it do. The life of a supermodel behind the scenes, right? I, so, I certainly will. So, I got so, you so go ahead and first do an intro. First, introduce yourself. Well, for those who don't know who I am, my name is Faison Gray. Um, I was born and raised in Harlem, New York. Uh, I would always dibble and dabble in Manhattan and I've always traveled and gone to different, you know, uh, uh, locations and places. My mom, she made sure I was able to travel to places that she hasn't been. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, it helped, uh, open my mind up a lot. Uh, but yeah, you know, I love modeling, um, I've been modeling for the past, uh, 12 years now. And I've, you know, gotten into acting more recently. Uh, I've been into a lot of fitness things. Um, shout out to Fit Fun NYC and Complete NYC. Uh, yeah, I love working out um, physically, um, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. Okay. So how did you get into modeling? Uh, and, you know, wait. So the reason why I'm Ooh. asking is because when yeah. I put up the flyer, I got yes. some phone calls of people saying, I got to make sure I check that out, even if I'm not there Tuesday at 7. Is the replay going to be there? Because I've been spending money for my daughter or for my son to take these modeling classes. I think we've been getting ripped off, all this kind of stuff. So let's talk about how you got started. Well, to start that off, um, actually, my mom was one of the first people to invest in me. And I had no idea about a photo shoot or a fashion show or runway. I was just a kid from Harlem from the projects. And uh, my my first girlfriend when I was 17 years old, 
uh, she actually had uncles who they ran a fashion show in Jersey and Newark. And it was funny because like, you know, we go to the hood and we get like ready in, in Newark. And then like, we come to like, you know, this whole fashion show and like, you know, it was, it was a, a way for, uh, for, for people to come up, myself included, for us to come out of like our environments and just to do something positive and artistic, you know? Um, but my mom would pay like $150 uh, for like, it was like two weeks. And I had like runway classes and I had uh, my first uh, photo shoot. And literally it just happened because I was sitting in the audience next to my girlfriend at the time and her uncle saw me and I was like dressed up. I had my little church vest on and I had my tie and all that. You know, I was, I was you know, I had a little perm going, the S curl and <laughs> I'm stupid. And, you know, they liked me and they were like, you know, come back and, you know, uh, we'd love for you to be in the show next year. So we actually did it as like a couple thing. And that was like her and I, like first photo shoot, first runway. Um, and yeah, that was kind of like how it started. You know, I just left my photos online. And, um, I kind of like separated myself because I, I was used to to getting, um, you know, money from, from manual labor. So, you know, I was a janitor, uh, you know, uh, I did some construction work. And like while I was doing that, you know, I didn't know that people were contacting me for my photos. So I actually got injured on the job, I think when I was like 22, 23 years old. And uh, when I got hurt, I had like one arm and I was like, yo, I can't stay home. Cause I, have to be, I have to stay busy, I have to do something. So I checked my model website from the photo shoots that I did when I was 17, uh, when I was 20, and when I was 21. And I saw like a list of like gigs. So, you know, I applied to them and I ended up making more in three days than what I would make in like a month of like doing construction. So I just quit construction and I told myself I would never go back unless I'm 40 years old and I'm not successful when I'm doing. Oh, wow. All right. So, I mean, that's a great story. That's a great story. But I see that other people are really struggling to break in. So what, what advice sure. would you give to them? Well, first of all, I, I want to also add to the point that it's extremely easy now. Really? Like we didn't have social media back well, then. That's true. Like, I didn't have I didn't have a GPS to tell me which gig I had to go to or like how to get to my destination in Queens when I'm all the way from Harlem. I had to figure it out. Yeah. Like that. Literally, you have everything in the palm of your hand. Um, you have YouTube. You have uh, Google. You know, you have people like me who you can actually contact and I'll, you know, give you advice if you ask me. Uh oh. Um, no, it's true. Uh -oh. Yeah, I don't mind. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I you're serious you about it. I've been on your page now. You done opened up a whole door. <laughs> well, yeah, well, as long as it's about business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, it's for their kids. I don't mind it's for their anybody. kids. So, so how, would, yeah. how would people know when they're being taken advantage of? Um. Well, uh, one, Hey Isla, I'm sorry. That's like one of my like best friends. Isla hey, Mel, huge shout out to her. Uh, she is an amazing author. Uh, she wrote um, the book for New York Fashion Week, Project Runway. We've gone to a bunch of shows, sat from room. We've sat in diners together, eaten, seen her family. We're beautiful. I love her. Love you. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these parents who, who 
are going to reach out to you, how do they know when they're being taken advantage of? Okay. Well, um, my recommendation and, you know, if anywhere down the line I have a child, you know, who I decide or, or help them get into the industry is that you don't pay anything up front. Um, you should definitely be offered certain things if, you know, someone comes to you and approaches you. Okay. Like, if you're the talent, you should be looked out for and you should never pay for anything up front. Okay. I mean, I pay, unless you're talking about... um, Like headshots or comp cards getting, or like something. Getting photos, getting photos for your, like, portfolio or, like, you know, uh, making your own, like, video reel and stuff that's going towards making you look like a better model or actor, then you invest in that. Okay. Other than that, you don't, like, pay agencies up front you know, for them to sign you and, you know, send you on a bunch of like, you know, gigs and none of that. You keep your money to yourself and you invest in yourself and you make sure that you have people around you who believe. Okay. So, so now let's get into the baggage of being a supermodel. So uh, everybody has watched fashion shows, runway shows, Victoria's Secret shows, everybody watched Tower Banks everybody and said oh you know and just was curious about it now me on the other hand even though i have been curious about it i would never want to do it because i know I, I can't commit to all that working out and all that kind of stuff so is it a whole lot of pressure to be a supermodel first of all um, well hmm. pressure to keep that's, that's a nice yeah i mean well it's not, well, for me personally, um, I've kind of developed a mindset where I always kind of like compete with myself. Okay. Um, and I've been like that since I was probably like 30, 23 years old. Um, you know, I'm 24 now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but literally, um, you know, for me, it's more of a, uh, wanting to stay healthy, you know, I'm um, wanting to uh, stay fit. Um, I, I get off on, you know, motivating people around me, um, family, friends, you know, eventually like, you know, kids, if that happens, like I said, and uh, like I've had mentors who are the same way. So I kind of grew up, you know, with that type of like mindset and um, yeah, I'm all about like, you know, um, focusing on mindset. And, and health and fitness are, are two aspects that come with it along with spirituality. And um, yeah, like I, I just feel better when I work out. Uh, so it, it kind of comes to me a little easier. And I'm, I'm very grateful mm -hmm. for that upbringing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I lifted my first weight when I was like 16 years old. Okay. And it's continued to develop mm -hmm. and I've mm -hmm. learned different ways to work out that work for me. And I've learned different ways to eat. You know, I've, I've done the vegan thing. I've done vegetarian, I've done pescatarian. Um, I've done like portion control. So well, what are you doing now? I don't know. It's a lifestyle for me. Well, um, what are you doing right now? Right now, I, well, well, first of all, I just came from Atlanta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had a little bit of, I had a little bit of meat, you know, uh, but you know, I, I came back, you know, I had a veggie burger. I had, uh, some potatoes and uh, some spinach. So I'm, I'm like vegetarian, kind of like carnivore kind of pescatarian right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm not eating meat for a while. My body just feels better. You know, I, I feel better uh, 
energy wise, um, it, when I lift weights and, you know, I, I use my body to work out, it feels better. Like it moves better. Okay. So can we get into the baggage? Cause, cause it can't be all of this. Um... I'm answering your questions. You got to ask the right question. No, no. I asked you. So it's all pieces and cream for you to work out. I guess for me, the question would have been, that's why I can't be no supermodel. Cause I don't like working out. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, and, and for you, I guess there is no pressure to keep looking great. I have. I, I mean, that, that, well, well, to be real, to be real with you, there's always pressure, okay. right? Like, well, like I'm a, question, now tell the truth. It's the devil. Oh, that's the truth as well. And when Facebook pop up, you know, I see that like throwback, you know, three years ago, two years ago. Like I was telling you, I compete with myself. I see my body and I'm like, oh shit, I got to keep it going. Uh -huh. Like I can't pull off, you know? So that's definitely um something that's in the back of my mind all the time. I just... I also have in the front of my mind where it blocks everything, mm -hmm. where it's like you won't fall off. So I guess it's a perspective thing. Yeah, they said phases fit fit. Yeah, I see. I see you live cool. every time. I see you doing a live. You're like walking like on the way to the gym, and I'm like, damn, yes. ain't no way. Certainly. Yeah. So that's what's up. And I took a week. I took a week off, um, because my body was not. It, it was telling me to take a break. Um. But and you have to listen to your body as well. But in the same sense, you got to keep it going. It's it's a lifelong journey. So let's talk about being black and being a supermodel. Woo! That's a whole different story. Yeah, okay. let's talk about the baggage of being a black supermodel because we don't see many. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, I've never spoken to one. I gotta keep saying I ain't never spoke to a supermodel before. So what is that like? It is very very difficult. Difficult. And yeah. Um, it's gotten a lot easier, especially with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, um, which is kind of like a, uh, it's a it's a thing where if you're black and you're a model, then you should definitely capitalize off of it. In the same sense, like, there were times where certain brands I knew would not work with. And it's not only because I'm black, it's because I also have a certain demeanor. Um, and... I'm not like the tallest model too, which is another thing. So everything like kind of like catapults into that. How tall are you? Um, I'm five eleven. Okay. Yeah, and I say I'm six feet on paper. Okay. I cheat an inch, right? That's like, right. You just get the right shoes on. They'll give you the inch. <laughs> oh no, no, no! My boots today. I'm six foot. That's right. Um, <laughs> but in the same sense, right? Like, like. I'm talking like maybe seven or eight years ago. There were only runway models who were six one and up. Like there was no like five eleven. There was no six feet. So you know things have changed within time, and you know people like uh, like Idris, like when he was modeling, um, uh, I, the guy from Blood Diamond. I forgot his name. Uh, you remember his name? I don't. Oh, well, the, the guy from Blood Diamond, he opened up some doors. Tyson Beckford opened up some doors for, you know, models who looked a certain way, who looked strong, mm -hmm. you know, and looked masculine, you know, and weren't like six foot three, six foot two, you know, stuff like that. So, what's up, D? Shout out to Davida D, yo. Hey, Davida D. That's my homegirl <laughs> right there, man. So, what about like as far as 
pay. Have you all, yes. have you ever seen, uh, you know, a distinguished difference between what you would get paid and a white male supermodel? Oh, I've seen castings. Like online, like when you're applying to castings or when I send castings to like my manager or my publicist. And there are just certain things that come off as cheaper within the black modeling community. And it sucks that it's like that because we always get thrown the word exposure. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, but this person is, is a, a fairer tone, fairer skin tone, and, and they're getting exposure, but they're also getting paid higher. So, you know, um, and, and that's that, that goes hand in hand, not to be off topic, but with like if, you know, somebody who looks a certain way does the same crime as somebody else who looks a certain way, and they get a different time. And, and that's kind of just how the system is set up. Yeah. Thank you, Franklin. And it's Damon so Hansu. Thank oh. you for that. Yes, yes, that's yes. Jimon Honsu. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Frank. What's up, Dolly? So listen, so. But yeah, yeah, you definitely see a difference. And, and I'm crazy enough to have, in the past, seen, you know, castings that are looking for white male model uh, between 18 and 30 and I've applied to it and I've actually gotten some gigs. Like okay. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, I mean, we've yeah, all no, done that. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump applied to be the president and he wasn't qualified. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, we've all done that. I mean, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it and people done did it at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> yeah, you're correct. You're correct. <laughs> yeah, so, so listen, so I hear amongst the women, right, women models, if I ever watch like a documentary or something, they always say, you know, they get turned down for jobs. They look skinny as hell to me. And they say they get turned down for jobs because they were overweight. Do mm. the males have that kind of thing? Oh, my God. Um I recently um, got reached out to for a gig for a magazine, a uh, big fashion magazine. And dude was literally like talking to me on the phone. He's excited to shoot with me. And as soon as he sees my photos, he's like, he's like, oh, uh, we might not need to get you a custom made uh, designer or something. Like it might be a problem because you look like your aesthetic is too big. And then I tell him my measurements and I'm like, these are my measurements. You know, I'm able to actually fit certain things. Um, I keep everything like proportioned a certain way because of that problem. Like if I'm too big, I won't get booked for certain gigs. Oh, wow. So it's not just yeah. the women, which is, which is a little comforting, but also I hear the women say that they get hooked on, not that, you know, men can't or whatever, but they get hooked on laxatives. They get hooked on drugs to, to, to make them lose weight fast and a lot of oh. drinking and all that kind of stuff. So not that you did any of yes. that, but have you fallen into the party scene being a, being a model? Uh, I certainly have, especially um, pre-COVID, I'll say, um, because things were just more accessible. And I also didn't understand how to deal with my baggage, which is very appropriate for this conversation. Um, now let's get into I, it. I didn't realize... Deal with what baggage? What'd you say? I, I didn't realize. You stupid. <laughs> Yo, you so damn stupid. 
uh, I didn't realize that um, a lot of things that I dealt with in the past and things that I was dealing with at the time um, that I was trying to mask with uh, photo shoots, um, events, bottles, drugs, um, clothes, fashion, and literally like the only thing that was missing at that time was fitness. Mm -hmm. And during COVID, I was able to actually look into myself and see like what makes me work the way that I need to work. Like what makes me more successful? And when I say successful, I don't mean like rich or like a celebrity or anything like that. I mean like what allows me to feel good, feel happy and, and grow? Like what makes me feel better spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically? And for me, it's fitness. But at that time, oh, the parties time? were crazy. Before COVID, before COVID, pre pre COVID, girl, pre COVID. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm just we were we were in like you can get it general because yeah. I feel like I'm just trying to pull something. But what was that? Just what it. was that baggage that made you do all the things you were doing pre COVID? Like what was the baggage that mm. made you party and 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 mask all the things? What were you masking? A lot of a lot of it was just me, um, not feeling like I was where I was supposed to be. Okay. And, and me feeling very frustrated, you know, at the fact that I would go to an event and like I'd have a dinner and like have like, you know, a, a plate of food that's like worth this amount of money and and I don't have that money in my account, you know, and and I don't like I don't live in a place where I should be at that place and. It was just a lot of uh, uh, insecurities mm -hmm. and a lot of um, like childhood trauma, I believe, you know? um, where like uh, where you know where I where I've grown up and and where I come from, like you have to like have a bag in order for you to be somebody. Okay. You gotta have money. You gotta be successful. You gotta be some. And then when you do become that, or like even like visually become that. You get so much hate and attack from people and it makes you feel like you're less of yourself if you're not fully there. And I think um, during a lot of my dark moments, I, I was just like, I felt like I was in between and I wasn't there. And it took for like a situation like COVID where, you know, I'm, I'm by myself and I'm isolated and, you know, I'm with like only with people that I care about and that care about me. And we're having deep conversations. And I'm realizing that, like, none of this shit matters. Like, whoever was, you know, a big artist, or like a big actor or actress or, you know, supermodel, like, they're all at home just like how I am. Right. So we all kind of, like, equalized from that point. And I realized that, um, like, my eyes open. You know, um, and, and I also, like, I, I was at my darkest point. Oh, my God. Like, ugh. <laughs> I was, like, homeless uh, at one point. And, yeah. And I would be, like, going to events, and I would, like, I would go home, like, you know, to the, well, to the projects where I grew up at. And I would sit in the staircase, and 
I like spend my last bread on like a bottle and drink it and go to sleep. I would like I would sleep in um in in the, in the subway. I would take it like back and forth from like Brooklyn to the Bronx. You know, I, I would uh, sleep in Central Park when it was warm. And I'm talking about like, I'm, I'm like coming from a, you know, a party with like a blaze on, a button up, like dressed up, smelling like cologne. And, and, and literally during these, these moments, you know, um, like I found people who really love me. And, and I, and, and it, man. <laughs> uh, Damn, man! Um, I, I mean, you got me like I wasn't expecting that, but I'm I'm real proud of you for even sharing that. That takes a lot of strength right there to share it because I was gonna say I was feeling, you know, we can, we can all relate to something about not being where you want to be, right? But how you said when we started, you like, man, I can't compete with that. And this is one of those moments where I cannot compete with what you just said because I was gonna say when I turned thirty. I just cried so hard because I was not where I felt I needed to be. And then I think we we sometimes compare ourselves to where other people are. And sure. right now, you know, Instagram, I mean, it's smoke and mirrors. So we can't like compare to that because it's all a lie generally. You know what I mean? So I'm just glad you came through that and that you, you know, I was pulling and pulling and pulling and digging. <laughs> And so I, I'm just really proud of you for sharing that with me. And and bro, I love you too. So if I can do anything Thank to you. help you, I got you too. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I love you as well. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for real. I do. Man, you 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 hit me deep with that one. <laughs> well, I was trying not to go to the dark place, man, you know. Yeah, we're talking about baggage and that's what it's all about because yeah. these things help other people because you know people are gonna look at you you are a supermodel now you have overcome that place where you were and like i said when i posted the flyer i see people my friends when i go to like on your picture they done already been there they done already liked on it so you know i appreciate this, this, yeah it's, it's it's good stuff like gary just said that's good stuff man because this is what builds character like all the things that happened to me before i wouldn't change them and i'm sure you feel that way about your journey yeah. made you stronger right definitely, definitely yeah so so i'm curious and i always am and, and if it's too personal of a question just be like next it's too personal but I always wonder when people say that, that they were homeless. I'm fortunate enough that I haven't been. But I know Madison talked about being homeless also. So I'm wondering, mm -hmm. did you not have a place to go? Or did you have too much pride to ask someone for a place to go? Oh, damn, that's a good question. And I think that definitely uh, uh, varies upon the situation. Um, like nobody's ever asked me that when I've like shared with them that information, you know? Yeah, because um, I know you're a Leo, like me, right? Yeah, and, and we be stubborn. That Leo pride is a bitch. Yeah, you hear yeah. what I tell you? Yep. I don't care how far down I am. I, somebody gotta offer me some help. Like I ain't gonna ask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's a fact. Yeah, I ain't gonna <laughs> ask for shit. But if somebody mm -hmm. offers, and I know they're genuine and sincere. Like my girlfriend now just bought me some some juice over here, but she had to do it. I'm I'm not gonna ask for anything. So that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Never you you're never gonna be homeless by choice. But did you go and do that because you you had you know your pride was in a way of asking? 
Well, um, like now that I look back at it, I would definitely say that pride was a part of it. Um, and in the same sense, like majority of it was just me needing to find a way to separate myself um, and think mm-hmm. and figure myself out and and just like, you know, come to a realization of like who I really want to be or like, you know, where I'm at. I really just needed time to like protect my energy and be by myself. Yeah. And that was one of the only ways that I could do at that time. Yeah. Because I didn't have money like, you know, to be able to like say, hey, you know, I'll just, I'll pay for a hotel and stay by myself and figure that out. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just going, you know, going to staircase. Yeah. So. And and literally I've had like thoughts and I've, I've had like encounters and, you know, I've met, I've even met people, you know, who have like talked, you know, words of advice into my life. People have seen me grow up, you know, from the Harlem community, like literally like talked to me in the staircase, not knowing that I was staying there. Because um, I'm dressed up, like I'm dressed up in like a blue blazer and, you know, a tie and a button up. And, and I'm sitting there next to a dude who stands in front of my building, you know, who is connected to my family, you know, through um, we're we're family in a certain way. You understand? And <clears throat> literally no having a conversation. With you. <laughs> I ain't bring no tissue. Somebody just said that they are homeless. <sighs> oh man! Somebody just said that. Jazz, really? Yeah, somebody. I didn't know somebody that. Somebody just said they are homeless as we speak, and they needed to hear this. And I just wanted to inbox me. Jazz, 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 hit me up. Jazz is a really dope sneaker designer. She actually sent me a pair of sneakers for me to wear. Yeah, Jazz, hit me up, up Jazz. <clears throat> I did not know that. Jazz, this don't bore me out. <laughs> um, so Yakita says, send your cash app, Jazz. I gotta get a tissue. One second. Jazz. Put your cash up in the um, conversation, Jazz. Wow. All right, guys. I'm sorry about that. I had to take me a little break. <laughs> oh, don't be sorry. It's okay. Um. So anyway. <laughs> that's why I decided to wear this today. What'd you say? And that's why I decided to wear this today. Bro, because I told you I'm in HD and you're not. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> I don't know how to pin your key. I don't know how to wear pen. Is the cash app there? Um, Jazz, did Jazz put her cash app? I didn't see it. I don't see it either. <sighs> Jazz, this, Damn, is, I'm sorry, this, this is... took me out a little bit. <laughs> With all the baggage I've, I've had, I've never been homeless. And I guess it just hit me real deep because it's winter, you know, and I, you know, I don't want, uh, you know, we, we don't want to hear anyone being homeless right now. No one sees it. So um, if you can, since you know her and she's, you know, she's blessing other people with her shoes. And I did not know that. <laughs> so I, I will buy some shoes, Jazz. Um, and I will, I will post and, and do whatever I can to help you out. 
Where'd she go? She, I think she left. Yeah, see. <sighs> okay. And that would have been me too. You said what? I would have like that would have been me too. I would have not received that help. Right. See, and that's that's what I was saying about myself as well. I, I don't receive help too well. And sometimes we can um be our own worst enemy and self-sabotage because we are not in a place to receive that. I, I know it's, it's extremely hard for me and I'm extremely prideful, but I know that there are some people genuine and sincere that, that want to do good for people. Um, so you, you hit Jazz up and, and let her know that, um, that we want to do something for her. And I'm going to definitely let, let her know about that. Thank you. You're welcome. So, so <laughs> can we get back to your baggage? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that shit was less. It did. Went all the way to the left. Now, look. Excuse my language. I didn't mean to curse. Excuse my language. I didn't did it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but listen, so so this is my last question about homelessness, because I, I want to get away from that now after I done had a nervous breakdown. So how long were you actually homeless? Uh, it took me around two, like two months and a few days. Um, and, and literally, like, it, it took for me to be extremely drunk one night. And I, like, showed up at, like, my sister's house. I was going to ask if and, you had siblings. Yeah. And, like, well, it's not my real sister, but someone who I, I consider as a sister. And I call her mom, like, my second mom. And, and my second mom actually happened to be in town that day which is weird because she lives in Atlanta. And she was like, there's an extra room there. Why did you not call me? And she like, you know, she she let me hear a few things. <laughs> She's a Leo too. What do you have? Uh, do you have siblings? Um, I have uh, kind of. Um, I, I, I've literally been blessed with, uh, you know, a brother and a sister. Uh, you know, um, as far as friends are concerned, and, and I considered them as family. Um, I actually just got finished visiting my brother in Atlanta. Uh, he's going away to the Army, so we had a dinner for him. Um, and, you know, my sister and stuff like that. But, like, uh, like actually, like, um, I had, uh, well, I have two brothers, I guess. And they're half-brothers. And I have, I had a sister who passed away. Sorry to hear that. I was asking you, I was asking you because I have a son and he's an only yeah. child. And, um. Well, I grew up as an only child. You grew up as an only child? Yes. Okay. I have family from my birth father. who He, he was an African dude and he has a bunch of different, uh, families. So. Okay. I didn't really see much of him. But I've been with my stepfather since I was like one years old. Okay. You know, I wondered, I wondered if you had like Nigerian, I couldn't tell. And sometimes people wear me out when they be like, is you all black? Is you black, black? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So depending on how my <laughs> hair is or whatever, people be like, oh, I thought you were Ethiopian or I thought you were something. So yes. I didn't want to ask. When you did your intro, you said, you know, where you were born and raised. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yes. All right. Well, that was well um, my, my birth father, the, the guy who uh, donated his sperm <laughs> for me, 
uh, is uh, from Ivory Coast. Oh, okay. Yes. And my mother um, is African-American, Native American, and Chinese. Okay. I can see it in the eyes. But I've grown up, I've grown up with my, birth, my stepfather since I was like one years old. So. Okay. I consider him as my father. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah. how has COVID affected your modeling? Because I know you're an international model. So I'm sure it had, no? It, no, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Um, you know, as, at, a, at a few points, I, I kind of, um, I'm not, I'm not like really religious, but I'm very spiritual. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, I question the universe and I question God or whoever, you know, was up there looking out for me. And I was just like, damn, like maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, and I was just wondering, you know, when my next gig is going to be, and you know, if I'm able, I'm going to be able to shoot again. Right. I really thought that I wouldn't be able to shoot again. And, I literally, I think I wasn't able to shoot from uh, like February until August. Whoa. Yeah, so I was just like, oh. And like in between that, you know, I was still hustling. You know, I was finding ways to get money and stuff. And, and you know, I was still like kind of working out, but not really. I, was, I had a little COVID weight. Yeah, <laughs> I still had so it. So I had like, yo, I was like, oh. Oh, got a little guy. <laughs> Is it underwear shoot? Nah. <laughs> so I've been seeing you do a, a few shoots now. So we 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 getting back into the swing of things a little bit. Oh, uh, I I have been blessed enough to have been working since August. Awesome, awesome. This last August. So I'm I'm very grateful for that. Um, like I said. When I'm when I'm in like those dark moments, I, I think very hard, and I promise to myself things like. So I promised to myself I was like, yo, like whenever you're able to, uh, you know, shoot, there's no going back. Right. You're gonna keep working. You know, um, the universe gonna keep blessing you. Don't quit. Don't give up. Believe, pray, and prosper. That's right. Somebody's asking, how do you go about networking as far as modeling? Lucky Church, shout out to you. Hey, That's Lucky, the king right Lucky, there. You just came doing? after all the tears and things. That's my that brother, happened. man. <laughs> <laughs> that is my brother, yo. Um, official Bree. Hey, Bree. Um, networking as far as modeling is very different now. Um, I don't know if you were here earlier, but before you had to actually go to events and you had to actually have good energy and you had to be positive and, um, you know, a lot of people have gotten connected from other people as well. Like I have, you know, it takes a village. Um, now social media is like one of the biggest networking tools and you really need to take advantage of that. Um, I, I would recommend that you like Google things I've Googled a lot of things, you know, to figure out um, how to do it. But as far as so, the social media, what do they do? Just slide in somebody's DM? Why not? Yeah. I mean. If you think you, if, if you, think you got it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Everybody's, like, at home. It's true. That's, like, the best time to do it right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, people have been doing, like, the clubhouse thing. 
uh, I hear that that's really good for networking. I, I personally have not gone on there. Why? Um, you need me to send you an invite? We'll, we'll talk about that. I don't know, man. It's just, it feels like another uh, situation where energy may be drained from me. <laughs> I'm very, very particular about that. So, well, I feel that yeah. way about Instagram, and Yakita is on here. Yakita said to me uh, maybe last week, she was like, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, I don't understand with you and Instagram. It drains my energy. It's like another whole other job. You're a Leo. Yes. It is. It is. <laughs> and I know that it's necessary, um, but it, it still can be draining. All of social media is draining for me. Sure. But I do I my best. And, it's, you know, I live for moments like this where I can have this kind of real connection, bro. <laughs> Thank you. And I, sister, I appreciate you for that. For you have no idea how much. Yeah. Well, you know, we vibe uh, these, this Leo thing we have going on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? You, you want to part with anything for the people? You want to give any advice? I'm, I'm looking for... Um, somebody who had a question for you, but I'm going to go ahead with the one question, ask it for a friend. So first, are you still in touch with the girl who you started modeling with, who you did with her uncle? Are y'all still friends? Oh, um, she is actually becoming a very successful interior designer. Oh, wow. Yeah, we used to like draw together. Uh, I was into art. I actually sold um some like art pieces uh, at the Waldorf Astoria when I was like a kid, you know, to give to um, charity to kids in Cuba. And I would draw every day. Like I, I would sit there and watch Dragon Ball Z and just draw. Like I have a drawing book still. My mom shows it off to everybody. It's embarrassing because I can't draw now. Um, <laughs> and we would draw together. Like we'd actually draw things and like, you know, give it to each other like as a surprise, like, um, but she's actually an interior um, designer now, and she has a husband, and she has, uh, I think she has two kids now, um, but I'm very close with her. I, I call her uncles, my uncles, the, the same uncles that actually <laughs> gave my first photo shoot, so we're all still cool. Well, that's good. You know, Gary said you're dope, Faison. Thanks, bro. Oh, I appreciate that, my brother. Word, man. Yeah, so, so Faison, so, so the peanut gallery... You know, my friends and them. <laughs> Is you dating now? Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. <laughs> Am I dating? Yes. What is dating nowadays? You are dating what? You're dating your gig? No, I won't say that. That's cheesy. <laughs> Everybody says that. So, so I said no, because listen, we've only had two other men on this show. One was married yeah. and one was single and they was jumping all up in his DMs. <laughs> Yank, they was jumping up in his DMs. I am currently in a very happy relationship. Oh, congratulations. And, that I did not know. And literally, literally, she is one of my biggest support systems. Aww. And she is one of the people who I was talking to you about who um, showed me the most love when I was home. Okay. Well, I so, love that. <laughs> yes. Well, girls, it's over. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tell 
say they've been all up and down your page. They must not have saw her on there, okay? <laughs> no, no, I, I have not posted her on my page. So how long you been in this thing? Um, We've been together for a little over a year. Okay. And we have been friends for around like seven years. Okay. So. Do I know her? A lot, a lot of support. Do I know A lot her? of love. I don't think so. <laughs> But if you do, I would not be surprised because you're fucking <laughs> weird. Anybody I know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know everybody, so. I do not. I do not. But I was, I was fishing for something right there. I was fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> you say yes, relationship. That's right. I'm happy for you. You deserve that. Thank you deserve that. I appreciate it. All right, so, bro, you Sometimes, uh, huh? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. You have any parting words for the people? Is this there? Is this there? Huh? Is this there at the hotel? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I was going to say, pan around a little bit. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> you have any parting words for the people? I'm, my lash, I got to go here off here. Y'all done made me cry. My lash is messed up a little uh -oh. bit. You can't tell though, because it's like the perfect distance. <laughs> All right, yeah, let me stay back, because, you know, okay. That's what you're supposed to do the product placement, put some shades on. <laughs> right. See, I was looking, I was like, look, I'm having a supermodel on here. Let me, you know, get all done up. But then I said, you know what? That is not my lane. That is Savon's lane. So, yeah, no. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm regular Degula, man. I'll be chilling. Yep, so I'm going to see you when I come to New York. I told you I need you to go on that jet with me. Yeah, we need what's up. Uh, you know, either I'm gonna be forced to get this vaccination or something. I didn't want to get it, but I but I did a whole lot of research today. I listened to Tyler Perry a little bit. I talked to somebody at FEMA about this vaccination. I might I might just be getting the vaccination because I'm you know I'm ready to go. I'm ready okay. to make some moves. Uh -uh. So are you getting Can it? Can I make a suggestion, sis? Are, are you getting it? <laughs> Can I make a suggestion? Yes. Can we can we wait a little bit? <laughs> yes. I'm definitely can waiting. We, I'm definitely waiting. It's, it's like a it's like an iPhone update. You gotta you gotta make sure <laughs> you know it's, it's gonna treat your phone all well, right. I'm definitely huh? yes, Tyler Perry did get it, Yank. He did. And and I and I trust that the billionaire did some good research on you know the community because we we already know. But Amen, amen. Um, I was Word. talking to my doctor today about getting the vaccine, and she got her first dose today. <laughs> and okay. I talked to my girlfriend. Hey, hey, Eric, how are you? I talked to my doctor today who, um, she got hers, and then I talked to my girlfriend at FEMA. Um, and you know, FEMA okay. is responsible. They, they are, they're doing that whole thing. Um, but I was concerned because it's not FDA approved yet. So I'm just. All right. So my phone was ringing and knocked us off. Um, oh, okay. oh, Eric said he got his first shot. I heard that the second shot, 70% of people are getting, um, um, and I also heard, heard that um, 
this he just keeps calling my phone and knocking me off here <laughs> and i heard that the bell's palsy was real my yeah brother, i heard about told me the bell's palsy thing is real so yeah. i am waiting because i'm nervous about that i understand that. and you have every right to be that that's very quick to come up with a vaccine <laughs> somebody said tyler perry might have got the rich man's version <laughs> i know because i was like what you supposed to get moderna or pfizer which one which one and then they told me it depends on your 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 healthcare provider which one you get because i'm like which one did fauci get which one did sanjay gupta get i, I need to know which one everybody got <laughs> <laughs> So Eric, how did you right. feel? Do you feel you feel fine? Hey Koya. So so we're gonna wait because you know I keep saying the same thing over and over. I don't want to be that one that said uh, if you have gotten the coronavirus vaccine in 2020 <laughs> or 2021, you could be entitled to compensation. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I'll wait as long as I can wait. <laughs> All right, Dr. This will keep calling back to back to back. Oh, Bell's palsy <laughs> is real with Pfizer. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't want to get that. I want to get the Moderna when I decide to get it. But yeah. anyway, bro, it was so good catching up with you. And when I come to New York, bro, you on my list. That's Let right. me know. I'm here. Covered in prayer and the blood of Jesus, and so am I. Amen. And that's why Mary had a little lamb. Pray. <laughs> that's right, Faison. We see it. We see it. We gonna we gonna stay prayed that's up. Right. We gonna stay prayed up, sir. Word. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, we will get up, and you make sure you get us um Jazz's information and um her cash app. Definitely. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, I'm serious. I got All you. All right. So I will talk to you later. And thank you so much for sharing your baggage. Appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. And All right. Take I'm, care. I'm, I'm glad we were able to come to a positive space. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I want to leave it, um, you know, um, by saying no matter how um, slow you think your progress is, no matter if you feel like you're staying still, be patient. Pray, believe in yourself, be good to others, and you'll continuously to see yourself grow. Amen. And if you just do those things, you will get to where the money reside, where the money reside, where the money reside, where the money reside. <laughs> With the private jet. With the private jet. With the private jet. <laughs> With the private jet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love. Thank you. We can't sing. All right. Definitely.